plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Brain. I will be your host and your guide for the hour today that we have coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We're on the Empowerment Channel. And this show is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. We hope that you had a fantastic week and celebrated Earth Day. I was at the Wildlife Festival, and it was really wonderful to meet so many people and uh, see how many kids are so interested in the Earth. Today's show is going to be looking at the time cure, how to overcome traumatic stress uh, with new psychology and a time perspective therapy. Our guest will be Rosemary Sword. She'll be coming to you in segment two. And we're going to talk about how trees actually communicate and trees talk. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. The next event will be the Moraga Community Fair coming up on May 12th. Please visit www dot be the star you are dot org forward slash events and this is from lr nost love intentionally extravagantly unconditionally because the broken world waits in darkness and the light is in you isn't that a nice one i like that we all have light within us and we just have to recognize that well you know, I got very interested in trees, not not tree hugging, but just knowing if do trees have feelings, do they communicate with one another, and really looking at what is the language of trees. There is an African proverb that says, the axe forgets, the trees remember. And that really gave me pause, because do trees have memories? Do they... Do they have feelings or, you know, do they feel hurt? Do they feel warm, cold? And so as I was watching the leaves unfurl and the blossoms bursting on the trees in my landscape, I did have that sense that the trees were talking and communing with one another. And with that celebration of Earth Day this past week, it just seemed like the right moment to research the language of trees. So I started looking at the accidental bestseller. It was called The Hidden Life of Trees, What They Feel and How They Communicate by Peter Wolbe, who is a German forester. And he wrote this book at the insistence of his wife. That's why we called it an accidental bestseller, because he did not plan on writing a book at all. The two of them live in a cabin in the remote village of Hummel, and I'm assuming that's where like the Hummel figurines come from. And Peter was the manager uh, of a forest, and he actually now manages this forest as a nature reserve. And he's really become a spokesperson of sorts for protecting and respecting the rights of trees. Now, although trees don't form words as humans do, 
it is found that they truly do communicate and that they are more alert, more sophisticated, and more social than we ever expected. Trees form alliances with other trees of both their own species and other species to survive and thrive. They connect via these underground underground fungal marcosial networks, which create this symbiotic relationship between tree, tree roots and fungi. And as they scavenge for nitrogen and phosphorus and other nutrients, the fungi consume 30% of the sugar that is photosynthesized from sunlight, and then they in turn feed the trees. So the fungal internet of thin threads, it's known as the mycelium, and it also can transport toxins to compete competing plants from establishing nearby. So I found that really fascinating. Now, eucalyptus and sycamore commonly exhibit this behavior. So, for example, if you try to plant something under a eucalyptus tree, it's not going to grow because that tree emits these uh, toxins to the soil that keeps other plants from growing, and that ensures that the eucalyptus is going to thrive. So biologists have termed fungi to tree communication. I found this very fascinating. The word, the wood wide web, instead of the world wide web, the wood wide web. And it showcases how interconnected and interdependent nature is. Now, what trees do is they actually talk through the air by using pheromones and they scent signals, scent being S-C-E-N-T. So they send scent signals. So research was done several years ago with acacias on the savannas of Africa. And when giraffes began chewing on the leaves of that thorny acacia, the tree sensed that the wound um, would be, you know, the wound was happening and it would send a distress signal in the form of ethylene gas and that ethylene gas would go to neighboring acacias. The trees receiving the message of imminent danger, they would pump quantities of tannins into their leaves and those tannins can actually kill an herbivore. Now, what was interesting about this study is that it re- wasn't really widely read And the reason for that was because it was written by a scientist who wrote it in a very dry manner. And because it was written in such a a dry manner, you know, only other scientists read it. So trees differentiate between an animal attack and a human cutting a limb. When a branch breaks or is sawed off, the tree sends chemicals to heal the wound, and the tree remembers that. They also have a sense of smell and taste. So when an elm or pine is attacked by leaf-eating caterpillars, the affected trees detect the saliva. Now, the pheromones are released to attract parasitic wasps. And this is really, really rather gross, but it's so interesting how nature works. The wasps then lay eggs inside the caterpillars, and then the wasp larvae actually eat the caterpillars from the inside out. So good for the wasps, bad for the caterpillars, good for the tree, you know, bad for the leaf-eating caterpillars. Now, Dr. Suzanne Simard, she's a forest ecology with the University of British Columbia, she is renowned for her extensive scientific research into 
these mycorrhizal networks and hub trees or mother trees, as she prefers to call the biggest, oldest forest trees. And mother trees are not necessarily female, as you might think, but they are the ones that do have the most fungal connections to nurture and support the saplings. They have deep roots, and so these deep roots, they suck up the water, and then they send water to the fellow trees along with other nutrients and along with distress warnings through those, um, those fungi networks, the mycorrhizal networks. Now, her lab studies found that defense signals traveled between a diversity of trees within only six hours. That's pretty fast for tree talk. Not all scientists agree with Simard or Woblin that trees are sentient beings. In fact, several scientists have countered that plants and trees do not possess any intelligence or instead genetically programmed by natural selection just to do their job automatically. But for me, <laughs> being the nature aficionado that I am, I vote for Team Simard and Woblin. Over the past few years, I have really been carefully studying my hillside pine trees as they twist to be closer to each other. And although each tree was originally planted to give a wide berth for each canopy to grow straight and tall in an effort to reach their optimum sunlight, as the trees matured, they tended to gravitate towards one another and mingling their branches. And there was one pine that was planted furthest away from its sibling. And even though it had a straight shot towards the sunshine, it actually lurched sideways and formed an arch until its branches touched the closest pine. It, that it just is, it's a really strange thing. It actually made like a bridge. And it, it's almost like it's hugging the other tree. I can't help but think that this small group considers itself a forest family, or at least very, very dear friends. When my mother Japanese maples leafed out, the other two developed their leaves within two days. My fruit trees of the same species always bloom together as if on orchestral cue, and the willows in the creek appear to be supporting the oaks and the bays with a communal sharing of resources. Now, Simar detects a spiritual expression in the forest, and Wolubin has been accused of being a tree hugger, although he states <laughs> that he doesn't believe trees respond to human hugs at all. Now, what we do know for certain is that trees provide beauty while cleaning the air, they combat climate change, and they absorb CO2. They provide oxygen, they keep us cool, they prevent erosion, they supply us with food, they offer playtime for kids, and they help us heal faster. In fact, it has been proven through research that if you are in a hospital and your window looks out upon trees or a park or any kind of nature, you get well much quicker than if you are in a room overlooking a parking lot. Trees also furnish us with wood for our homes, with furniture and warmth, while allowing wildlife to flourish and reside in their branches. And an area without trees feels arid. It feels vulnerable, and in my opinion, it is ugly. I mean, you look at, if you go into a development, uh, even a new development, and the houses can be beautiful, but there are no trees, you're not going to find it soothing or agreeable or, or something you just don't even want to be there. 
So we have to remember that trees are our allies, and they are definitely talking to us. Clear cutting and climate change is going to kill our trees and our forests. So we need to plant trees to capture the carbon and encourage kids of all ages to climb big trees. We need to acknowledge that global warming is real and that our trees are desperately warning us of the disasters to come if we don't create a movement for change. We listen to our vegetation as their memories are living, long, and lasting. And if we don't listen, it is at our own peril. Because we are all one interdependent, interconnected community. So stop, look, and listen. And learn the language of trees. And celebrate the trees in your neighborhood every day. So here are a few end-of-the-month gardening guides that you may want to to, uh, employ for your enjoyment. First of all, lilacs and wisteria are, it depends what part of the country you're in, they're either in full bloom or at winding down, but cut a few sprigs and put them in a bouquet in your house as you really will enjoy them. I have wisteria and lilacs right now sitting on my desk, which I love. Watch the leaves unfurl on your deciduous trees and become more aware of how different species of trees support one another. Remove old foliage around the new growth of perennials. Prevent disease and rotting by keeping mulch several inches away from stems of plants and shrubs. Create a habitat for birds um, that prefer, prefer staying close to the ground by making a small pile of twigs and clippings in your side yard. You'll attract some white-throated sparrows and some dark-eyed juncos, and it's always fun to have birds around. Plus, the birds will eat the, the hostile insects. Make sure to add a clean birdhouse to your landscape for birds to make their nests. You'll be the beneficiary of joyful tweets and twerps. And utilize the monthly gardening tips in my newest book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, which is available at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. Or just go to CynthiaBryan.com and you will see, you can click on books and you'll get there. When you buy directly from the website, the books come with free seeds, herbs, and more. It's time to fertilize your fruit trees with a high nitrogen organic fertilizer. And the best time is right before the bud break. Although trees that need food can be fertilized through June, you don't want to fertilize in the summer or fall. If you still have tulips blooming, they are also a great um, indoor cutting flower. So think about that. Otherwise, you know, if you don't want to cut them, go out and take some photos of them. Don't forget about the discounted baseball tickets that we have for the June 15th. Oakland A's versus Los Angeles Angels baseball game. If you're going to be in the Bay Area, come join us. You'll find more information at bethestarur.org. When you click on events, all the info's there. And we're having a raffle, only $5 for a raffle ticket for the opportunity to go to the batting practice and actually meet the players. And your chances of winning are really great because we really have only been selling these at events And don't forget to scatter some pollinator-friendly wildflower seeds. And in this way, you can celebrate Earth Day every day. So happy gardening and happy growing and talk to your trees. When I come back from break, we will have Rosemary Sword with us. We'll be talking about the time cure, the new psychology of time perspective therapy for overcoming stress disorders. 
I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Back in a bit. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, thank you for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and we are back. And with me is our special guest for today, Rosemary Sword, who is a co-author of the book Time Cure, Overcoming PTSD with the New Psychology of Time Perspective Therapy, because it this is a very big problem here in the world. Uh, post-traumatic stress actually affects over 25 million Americans and this is a way that we might be able to overcome uh, this new approach is a, a helpful one that will give the sufferers something to live for. Welcome Rosemary, thank you for joining us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you Cynthia, thank you for the invite. Well, I appreciate it and I, I should tell our listeners that you are coming to us from the beautiful beautiful Hawaiian islands. So, That's right. <laughs> yes, we probably all wish that we were, mm. we were there with you right now. So why don't you give us an explanation of what time perspective therapy or TPT actually means in the evolution of uh, behavioral therapy? Okay, thank you. Um, TPT falls under the umbrella of cognitive behavioral therapy because it's a talk therapy. There are no drugs involved or, or um, uh, anything like that. It um, was developed about 10 years ago by my husband and myself based on our colleague Philip Zimbardo's time perspective theory, which separates time into the past, the present, and the future. 
And what we do is we have these subsets of, uh, for the past, it's past negative and past positive. For the present, we have present fatalism or present hedonism. And for the future, it's we can have uh, future positive or future negative thoughts or maybe sometimes not even think about the future. So what we do with people suffering from PTSD, and TPT was developed specifically for people with PTSD, but then we discovered it works for people suffering from depression or anxiety or day-to-day problems even. It's just a way to reframe the way we look at our life, um, uh, what's happened in the past, what's happening now, and um, and our future, and actually cre- working toward creating a brighter future. Because when someone suffers from PTSD, they're generally locked into that past negative trauma. They're standing and looking backwards, sort of, and, and it affects every aspect of their life. When especially. you say they're looking backwards, is it kind of mm-hmm. like an old tape that just keeps playing over and over again in your mind? <laughs> That's another way to look at it. And what we do with the um, time perspective therapy, because we're standing here in the present moment, but it's like we're looking at the past, thinking about what happened uh, and how how maybe depressed we are and how things aren't good now. And what we do in TPT is turn the person around so that they're looking at their future. The past has happened. There's nothing we can do about it except accept it. And... Um, learn the lessons that we might have learned from the experience and then move forward with our lives. Well, one of the things that you have said in your book is that it affects all kinds of people. I mean, when people yes. think of PTSD, we usually think of of uh, people who have gone to war in right. some way. That's but right. it can also be car accidents or child abuse or a natural uh, disaster or... Yes. Uh, or, for example, the shootings in Las Vegas. My daughter had seven <sighs> friends that were shot at that at that concert. They survived, but they're traumatized, and yes. they were some of them were very seriously injured. Yes, and then more recently, what happened in Parkland? Yes. So, um, it, but you're right. The reason why we think about uh, veterans when we think of PTSD is because it wasn't until. Um, veterans came back from Vietnam that this, um, it's not even a phenomenon because it's been happening for centuries or probably millennia, but they called it, um, shell shock. Exactly. Right. Uh, Wasn't that what world war one, they called it. Yes, that's exactly right. So we had these different names for it and total misunderstandings, uh, like general Patton slapping this, the fellow, if you remember that, incident or, or history because he was shell-shocked and he wanted him to be a man. Well, right. when you're suffering from PTSD, and you're, and again, I just, you're very well versed in this, natural disasters, the people in Puerto Rico, a lot of them probably suffer from PTSD. The number one cause of PTSD for civilian men in the United States and in most of Europe, really, is car accidents. The number one cause of PTSD for women in the United States is sexual abuse or or assault. And then the number two cause for women is car accidents. Yeah. You you know, it's interesting because I never thought about this, but I do have a friend who had an employee Mm -hmm. uh, who one day just didn't show up for work. Mm -hmm. And when finally... 
was contacted, she said that like 10 years ago, she had been in some car accident in the rain. And when the rain started, she went, she suffered from, from PTSD. Yeah. Exactly. And That's, when I heard this, I thought, can this be possible? Absolutely. But it, it can. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. paralyzing, right? Yes. I mean, it's just yes. paralyzing. It, it's uh, the, the, That's called a trigger. So like when you're in a car accident, for instance, because... Uh, that's the number one cause for uh, men and and number two for women. If you're in a car accident and it's a bad one and and you've been injured, then every time you drive by that accident site, it's a trigger. When you hear maybe squealing tires or crunching metal, it's a trigger. And then your your brain automatically goes back to uh, remembering and, and, you know, in that flashback. And it can really uh, affect every aspect of your life, your sleep patterns, your moods, um, just your relationships. It, it's uh, PTSD can be very damaging to a person, but not only a person, because they're like the still drop in a, in a pool of water. It affects, it's like a ripple effect. It affects the people around you, your loved ones, your, your coworkers, like your friend. Um, yeah. And unless you get help, uh, or come to some realizations that could be self-help. Um, these can permanently damage, like your psyche, and and um, it's, it's not something that we have to live with. We don't have to be ruled by the PTSD. We can take because control. Because there is help out there for Absolutely. anyone who's just joining us. We're speaking with Rosemary Sword, who the book that she co-wrote with her husband Richard Sword and. Philip Zimbardo is the time cure overcoming PTSD with a new psychology of time perspective therapy. The website is timeperspectivetherapy.org. Well, when you were writing this book, you ha- you obviously have referred to many of the sessions that you've done with um, with different clients, yes. etc. So could you give us an example uh, if, of, um, of something that you thought might not be so severe in, you know, maybe it's a compendium of clients, but just an example where maybe on the surface doesn't seem severe, but once you got into therapy with these people, it turned out that there really was a diagnosis that needed pursuing and needed a lot more help that you were able to help them with the time cure. What's interesting to me, that's a great question, is actually a lot of people that I would see, they were either war veterans or had been in a car accident. And I'll just take, uh, for instance, um, a conglomerate of people that would come to see me for help with their overcoming their fear of driving again and, you know, because of the car accident. Um, In time and in working with them, it was not unusual for them to um, start talking about being abused as a child, um, I was uh, kind of flabbergasted. Remember That's talking? That's very interesting. Yeah, I remember talking to my husband um, because at the end of the day, we would discuss things. We'd work together with um, with our clients. Um, how prevalent that was, and so to me, it's, it's um, we can have PTSD, and. Uh, cope and deal and kind of move on, live our lives, and then something else happens to us, another trauma. And uh, it brings back a lot of uh, memories from 
past traumas. It's it's like a, a snowball effect. And um, do they pile up on each other? Then I mean, does- they can. Yeah. I mean, I I, th- I was thinking about this last night because I knew we were going to talk, and I thought, well, I was in a really bad car accident when I was in my early twenties. At that time, because I'm old, but at that time, <laughs> there PTSD hadn't been developed because that was like it started. It was um, coined at about 1980, and then. Uh, um, but I got over it, you know, and then more. So you, so I had it then, overcame it on my own, like most of us do and did. And um, and then when my husband was diagnosed with um, terminal cancer, uh, he after a few months because we almost I almost lost him. It just um, horrible things were happening. He said, "Honey, I think you have PTSD because I couldn't sleep. I was hyper vigilant." Which is, you know, any, you know, any, everything. You were checking everything. Absolutely, Um, and he's right. So, for my own self, I've been using um, time perspective therapy to uh, overcome um, my PTSD, my second bout of PTSD. So, I'm not sure if that answered your question. Yes, but but that's (laughs) it. Does because the fact is, is that. If you suffer from it once, from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though you've overcome it, mm-hmm. another traumatic incident, and it can be totally different in mm-hmm. scope, could mm-hmm. trigger the original fears and anxiety again. And then yeah. they can couple together and it can actually make things Worse. fairly severe. Yeah, yeah, because these things are um, like they're etched in our brain uh, and they create these inroads. That's why um, in therapy or even self-help, what we're trying to do is um, overcome or uh, create new and and um, better uh, thoughts and in, in ways of thinking and more mindfulness um, so that uh, we don't get sucked down the rabbit hole of PTSD. Like I said, it does not have to control us. We can take control. Well, so, so now, Rosemary, knowing that even though it wasn't acknowledged back when you first suffered the car accident, but mm-hmm. then when your your husband was diagnosed and he realized that you were suffering from this uh, this stress, mm-hmm. just and you already know, you are you acknowledge it, you know what to do, you use the time cure, you use the time therapy. Mm-hmm. If something else happens, would you? Is it possible then you might be thrown back into it? But now you have the tools to overcome it. Or do you yeah. start from scratch again each time? No, no, you don't start from scratch again. I think you catch it sooner. Uh-huh. And I also feel like now I'm so much um, more e- equipped, for instance. Uh, a couple months ago here in Hawaii, we had this um, notice that I got it on my phone early in the morning that uh, a oh. missile was coming the in. missile, from- yes. Yes. You know, okay. I, I was going to ask you about that. If you <laughs> actually, how did you find it? How did you react? Um, yeah, it was early in the morning. I was making my bed, and my phone lit up. I mean, just a weird uh, sound. And I looked at it, incoming missile. This is not a test. So, um, gives me chills. Yeah, and so what I did, because half my kids live on the same island I do, and half my kids live on the mainland, I called the kids on the mainland and told them I love them. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen, but just to always know that I love them. What I found in that time for my own self was that I was ready to meet my maker. 
Um, and, but I do know because I, I spoke with many, many people afterwards later that day and um, uh, throughout the, com- the, the weeks afterwards that they were suffering from PTSD. So uh, because of that event, so for myself, I feel like I, um, the next time I'm presented with a trauma, I will handle it better. And again, I know what to do. Well, it sounds like you handled it very well this time. Did you uh, did you see an increase in patients coming in because they were a bit traumatized over that message that turned out to be erroneous? Uh, um, partly that, and partly just people that I would um, see normally um, would. That was the first thing they wanted to bring up. Wow. How that scared they be- were. That had yeah. to be very frightening. It was almost like Pearl Harbor all yeah, over again, but exactly, you know, yeah. possibly worse. Mm-hmm. Yes, because yes. Because we were dealing with North Korea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we're uh, talking about the time care, is there actually a slated time or is it just uh, very individualized how long it takes for people to talk about what they're going through and what issues surface? It is um, individualized, and yet we, what we saw when we did a study and worked with um, war veterans suffering from extreme PTSD, severe to extreme PTSD, is that it generally took them six to eight sessions before they were on, um, on the path to healing, you know, well on the path. So it, it, doesn't have to take long a lot of it depends on um on the person you know because uh, some people just i guess um they become used to a certain way of thinking um you know like negatively it, it's it's uh, like a, almost like a comfort so you have to kind of get them out of that it's like no 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 there's a much better way for you to live a, a, a more loving fulfilling life um, and let's work on, work toward that. It really has to do a lot with the future. Well, how, how is anxiety, just general anxiety then different from post-traumatic stress? Okay. Because many people suffer from different kinds of anxiety, like, you know, anxiety to fly because, yes. uh, you know, somebody like just recently there was a woman sucked out partially yes. of the Southwest yes. Airlines. So I and I actually was on a flight that day, and oh it was gosh. all any. I was on Southwest actually, uh-huh. and it's all anybody could uh, talk about. And yeah. it was it was very interesting. The mm-hmm. next day, when I had to fly the same airline, people were moving away from the windows. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can. I and who could blame them? Right. But right. Um, although it's very very unusual, but things happen. Anxiety is a fear of the future. It, and the future can be a minute from now, or it can be 10 years from now. Mm. It's just, it's um, a fear that something bad is going to happen sometime in your future. So that's sort of in a nutshell what in, uh, anxiety. anxiety is. Now, when a person suffers a, a traumatic event in their life, and uh, or maybe it's the life of, of a loved one, you can have secondary PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the um, 
families of veterans who came back from Vietnam or any veteran now that is suffering from PTSD, their family can suffer from secondary PTSD. They never went to war, but they see uh, what it's done to their loved one. You can get secondary PTSD from watching something horrific on television. You don't even have to be at the event anymore. I mean, you don't have to be there. Anyway, getting back to uh, the trauma. If you're having, um, it's called um, um, acute anxiety after a trauma, everybody has flashbacks and can have nightmares and have sleep disturbance. If it lasts more than a month, then we're in PTSD territory. It it's, uh, stays with you longer. So if you think back in your own life when traumatic things have happened, you might, like, uh, for instance, the Southwest flight, and you know that this has happened, you, you might feel skittish for a few days or maybe a week or so, or, or so but it, it slowly goes away. Mm-hmm. It's when they, it sticks with you that... Um, um, then, like I said, then that becomes PTSD. So, so a good rule of thumb then, Rosemary, yes. is mm-hmm. after 30 days, if, you know, mm-hmm. anxiety in life with this fear of the future mm-hmm. is probably a normal part of being human. However, right. if it lasts longer than 30 days, it's really time to seek out help because mm-hmm. it seems apparent that one is not able to counteract this fear of the future on uh, on our own is was it would that be correct yeah the other um there are um a couple other aspects to it too with the ptsd um because it does make you depressed it leaves you feeling depressed so you're anxious but also you're depressed and you're stressed out more now than you were before the trauma so these are things to look for in yourself nobody knows us really better than our, our own self and we know when we're suffering from PTSD, I, I feel, um, or we would have a, a pretty good idea, um, although there are some folks that are oblivious to it. It's been all over for 20 years now. There's so much information about it. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are in denial, um, which that happens a lot uh, because you don't want to think that this changed you or that you're stronger than this. You know, cut yourself slack because... This can happen to absolutely anybody at any age. And at any time. And at any time. That's and right. That's the interesting thing. Now, what happens, you know, if someone doesn't get help or somebody doesn't read your book or somebody mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. come to a, a therapist who will talk them through it like you are doing? I mean, I know that there's drugs out there to mm-hmm. dampen, but that's we're trying to stay away from that as much as possible. Right. Does this just tend to really uh, limit their health? I mean, do they do they tend to get sicker? Do they get mm-hmm. worse? Mm-hmm. What happens? It can, absolutely. Um, hopefully, for a person that doesn't seek help, hopefully, hopefully in time that they'll be like I was after my car accident. In time, I became, I was okay. Um, but when you realize that... Um, different aspects of your life again you're that still that piece of that drop of water in that still pool um if you realize that you're irritable all the time or you're angry and and you're out and things that bother you now that didn't wouldn't have bothered you before 
um, if you're having a hard time sleeping, you know, and if, if anybody's having a hard time sleeping, then we can't cope as well with with life in general. If you have a hard time concentrating or focusing on something or a conversation or a television show or anything, um, these are all signs after a trauma that you're suffering from PTSD. And again, it can... Um, the longer we allow ourselves sort of to to uh, etch into our brain deeper and deeper um, uh, our behaviors and our moods and everything, it, it, the more difficult they can be to correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it all comes take longer. Come, yeah, and it will take longer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that have had PTSD for a long time, and they're, it's like a miracle once they realize that they don't have to be this way, and they can this simple formula for them to do that um, they're like, wow, okay, I got it. Uh, but then they're ready. You know, it's not like being an addict, I guess. Um, uh, we have to be ready to make a change. Well, you know? and it's like anything in life. We can't make a change. You know, we can't change anyone else. We can only yes. change ourselves. That's and me. we really can't help someone unless they're ready to be exactly. That's exactly it's right. A personal yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. You talk about um, the main time perspectives. So the mm-hmm. past positive people focus on the good old days. Yes. And so, can we kind of go over these the the these sure. you know tenets? So um, you know, again, a lot of people keep scrapbooks and mm-hmm. they have the photos and all of that. So if you are a person that likes celebrating these traditional holidays and, you know, you look forward to what happened or you talk about what happened in the past, mm-hmm. that means you're a past positive? Positive, yes. Mm-hmm. And now, is that a good thing? Or yes, absolutely. Yeah, that is- that's, that's, it's wonderful. Okay. If, it, yeah, that's a, that's a. That's something that it, when a person has um, PTSD, we want to boost that because the opposite of that you're probably just going to get into is past negative. Yes, the, right. So that's all, like no matter what, everything's going to, anything I do is going to fail. Nothing's ever going to work out. Mm-hmm, nobody's going to mm-hmm. love me. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's, um, we're switching time frames there, but it's like things happened that were so lousy in the past, then why should my life be anything different than that? And I'm really focused on, so people suffering from PTSD are really stuck in that past negative time frame. This horrible thing happened to me and I can't get over it. Um, and, so you know, from mm-hmm. my experience, it's, I have always said that what we talk about and think about comes about. Mm-hmm. And I have known people who are incredibly negative and they just believe mm-hmm. that everything is terrible in life. And it's so interesting. It becomes a self uh, propelled, yes. you know, prophecy. It's yes. like what they are thinking about. It really does happen to them. But, yes. And so mm-hmm. then it just it just continues and continues. It's like they're mm-hmm. making it happen. So would that be a part of maybe PTSD? Um, it could be. Yeah. It it could just be maybe their nature, sorry to say. But yeah. but what we would but do is that in time- something that like the time cure could help them with. If somebody yes. like that who who maybe doesn't even think they've had a traumatic uh, mm-hmm. event happen, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. just believe that everything is bad. Mm-hmm. Would they be able to be helped by the time cure? As long as what we said before, it's their choice. As yeah. long if they want to make a change, then they can. And if a person has PTSD, just really quickly, because we're in the past right now, that time perspective, to combat 
the past negative, then we really boost and we really think about and um, um, in minute detail as much as possible, the past positive things, those good things that happened so that when something, uh, when past negative starts slipping into our mind, we catch it and then we think about something that happened that was that made us feel good or better in the past to try to um, uh, keep the past negative at bay. So past positive will help past negative. People. Absolutely. Now the Absolutely. next one was the present hedonistic mm-hmm. people who live in the moment mm-hmm. and they want to avoid pain and they're seeking mm-hmm. pleasure. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's a that is also good because then there's the sec- next one is the present fatalistic people. Right. That These are yeah. believe that the case sera sera. Yeah, partly that and partly they might think that why should I worry about anything or do anything because um, everything is fated. Uh, My life has been determined before I even came here. Um, Or they could be thinking, they could be depressed in present fatalism and thinking, um, sorry my my verbiage here, but um, my life sucks and it always has and it always will and I'm just stuck here. Present hedonism though, it can be um, when it when there's too much of it, then we are looking at addiction and stuff. But mm-hmm. everybody needs to be a present hedonist um, in their life in order they have to, to have enjoy some joy. In other they words, have to enjoy themselves. Yes, exactly. Be with others. Absolutely. So, in time perspective therapy, when a person is um, um, present fatalistic and a person suffering from PTSD frequently is. Uh, past negative and present fatalistic. Then we inject some fun in their life. We explore the things that they used to enjoy doing. We or we discover, talk about, and and, and encourage them to do um, fun things again, so that they start enjoying their life. Mm-hmm. Well, that, now, what about the future-oriented people? Mm-hmm. How how does how is there a positive and a negative there? Okay, the negative is. And, uh, you know, and I'm thinking as we're describing all these people, we all know all these different um, pe- people in our lives that have these different time perspectives. You know, we can, I'm sure we can think of the family members, friends, whatever, coworkers. Future negative is like a, if a person thinks that um, we're in our last days, it's going to be Armageddon, um, or we're heading that way. Uh, my life has been so horrible till now why should my future be any different i'm going to be homeless or or fill in the blank so that's a future negative person and some people suffering from ptsd if they even have the time to think about the future because sometimes they don't they're so stuck in the past and stuck in the in the and they don't believe they have a future. And they don't believe it. So that's future negative. Future positive is is Cynthia Bryan. This is a person that thinks um, good things are going to happen, not only for me, but um, in, for the world, you know. And uh, they're optimistic. They're, um, they help others. 
They are uh, sometimes uh, in the extreme, and this was probably Cynthia Bryan too, because I know it's Rose <laughs> Sword. I know it's Rose Sword. We can become workaholics. Yes. So yes. Um, you know, wanting to well, do so much. Because there's so, so many people to help, and there's so exactly. much to do. Exactly. So that's why for my prescription for Cynthia and Rose is to go have some fun sometimes. Don't forget to do that. Okay. Except um, the interesting <laughs> thing for us, Rose, is mm-hmm. that. We are having fun when we're helping others, right? That's, it makes so, us feel I mean, good. People say know? that to me all the time. They'll say, <laughs> how do you get everything done? You're juggling <laughs> so many balls and blah, mm-hmm. blah, you know. And do you, I, But I do take time for me. But the interesting good. thing is I really, I do love helping other people. And I do love what I'm doing. And I, I feel that you're the same way. You yeah. want to make the world a better place. Yeah, it's like the greatest joy. Really, isn't that why we're yes, here? that's it. Um, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So yeah. yes, you get tired, and then when I get tired, I realize, okay, that's a signal. I have to book some time just for me, mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. go into mm-hmm. the garden and do some mm-hmm. weeding, or you know, because yes. that it reinforces me. Whatever it is, yeah. is that the same yeah. for you? Probably. It is. It is actually. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, so so that's future positive. <laughs> so in wrapping up our our conversation um, for today, though. Give me kind of time perspective therapy in a nutshell. It's it's really when, is it just really when our whole perspective on things is so far out, so skewed, that we really have to talk it through to find, well, find our joy again, find our bliss. Yeah, it's it's really helpful. Again, um, time perspective therapy can be a, an excellent self-help tool. And we have some apps um, to try to help people too. So if they, because th- there's this stigma around um, mental health, it's very unfortunate. Um, and I don't like it in our country because if you are injured, broke a leg, then and you would go to a doctor and get help. Well, if we're suffering from PTSD, our, we have a brain injury. And if we don't help ourselves or take care of it, it could, you know, just like if you don't fix your broken leg, it could be maybe I'm never going to walk again. Anyway. um, Well, and uh, in the past, in the past, if you went to get help for anything mm -hmm, that had to mm -hmm. do with the brain, and I don't know now because our health system seems to be in constant chaos, but it would be that you might not be able to get um, the health insurance that you wanted. You may be That's turned true. down or yes. or mm-hmm. an employer may not hire you because mm-hmm. you're considered risky or, you know, again, I don't know what the new rules are going to be, but yeah, it, yeah. it's been tricky, hasn't it? It's been really it very, tricky. Very, very tricky. And that's why I think we're seeing like a, a glut of new things. Like, for instance, I'm developing a four-week uh, PTSD program with a company called Happify. Uh, a company called Happify. It's an app that offers science-based activities and games to improve emotional health and help overcome PTSD. So well, there let's are... send people to your website because okay, um, Josh, my engineer, is letting me know that we're at the end of our hour. But it's been <laughs> so informative speaking with you. This is Rosemary Sword. The book is The Time Cure, Overcoming PTSD with the New Psychology of Time Perspective Therapy. And the website is timeperspectivetherapy.org. Rosemary, thank you so much for coming thank on Star Style today and sharing your expertise because there is help out there and Absolutely. we want everyone to get it. So yes. time cure. Thank you, Rosemary. And thank, thank you. you Aloha. To you.
being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style. Be the star you are live every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For information about Be The Star You Are that brings you the show, visit bethestarur.org. For information about me, visit cynthiabryan.com. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And we want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you are already a star. And take a look at this book, The Time Cure, because a book will help be like a garden in your pocket. So until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Until next Wednesday. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.